Welcome, my fellow wannabes. Welcome to another edition of Geekly by Weekly. Consequently, this is the last, well, one of the last shows we will be doing as Geekly by Weekly as a show. And I figured to do it right, it would be best to go back to where it all started. And it's kind of an emotional episode for me, I'm not going to lie. Um, across the table from me, go ahead, why don't you introduce yourself? It's where we're going back to where it all began with just me and you, Gabe. That's right. I'm Jay Scammell. That's right. You are Jay Scammell. How's it going, man? Dude, it's been forever since like we've had this. I feel like our past three times has been across, uh, cell phones. Yeah. Cause we did, um, Star Wars with Caleb and then yeah, I don't remember what else. A long time ago. I've been, dude, I've been like freaking just going non-stop with content i just haven't even yeah i know starting up your own youtube channel yeah i mean just taking the podcast different directions and things like that yeah it's which, really cool i like what you're doing a lot i like your videos thank you i appreciate that that that's uh thanks that's what i would like to do in the future it's just you know a lot's been up man yeah well up. that's what i was about to say too is i can't remember if we've addressed this before on the show or not but you know, Geekly by Weekly was always meant to be our thing, you know, and it just hasn't really been our thing. It's been more of my thing for a while. Yeah, I agree. And it it was, I just hope that you know, we haven't really ever talked about this and I don't know what the listeners think, but I hope you know that it was never meant to slight you in any way No, it's or funny anything like, like that. Well, and, and back in an episode that you did with Carter... I think it was conned. It was your first episode yeah. of conned. You're like, yeah, this isn't really much of like our thing anymore. It's just more of my thing. And I was like, that son of a gun. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Well, but you then know, I thought about it. I was like, it really is because like I've been, it's so busy. Yeah. Like, well, I'm finding that, the time to do this. Right. And that's the thing too is it's not, it was not, it was never meant to be one of those things like, ooh, I'm going to slight Jason and, and take him away from this. I think it, it just got to a certain point where, you know, I don't remember when it was. But it just got to a certain point where I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this, you know, like, yeah. I want to like do it because I have the time to do it. I have the ability to do it. And, you know, it, it was never meant to like leave you behind or anything like that. But I moved away. You were busy with stuff. You know, things just kind of got discombobulated. But I don't think that I don't think that there's any bad blood between us now. I would hope not. Oh, well, that's where you're wrong, buddy. <laughs> Well, definitely stay tuned towards the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, because we are going to discuss the fate of Geekly Biweekly and what it could possibly mean for the future. But as as of right now, this is one of the last episodes where we're, that we're going to be as Geekly Biweekly. And Jace, I'm so happy that you're here. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do this episode and kind of just organically talk about some things for the future and just genuine, you know, genuinely see what you've been up to as well. So um, yeah, let's what, do it. So you say you've been busy. Why, why have you been so busy? Man, I don't know if I've been able to mention since last time I was on this podcast, but uh, I got married. You're married hard. To a beautiful woman named Brooklyn Gamble. And yeah, life's amazing. You like, like being married? Yeah, dude. It's like, it's legit like leveling up in life. It really is. Like, I feel like I'm finally on level two and I understand what the whole hubbub is about for the past 2000, well, human lifespan. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. There's just something about being married for me that I don't know how I survived ever, you know, just with 
without somebody around all the time, especially since I was an only child, you know, but it's, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's like, it's definitely, it's a huge level up. Yeah. It's a big step in the right direction for sure. Um, so you're still, I mean, you're working full time pretty much now. I mean, basically got to pay those bills. Yeah. I got to pay the bills. I'm, we're sitting in your house right now, actually your, yeah. your townhouse. And I got to say, I, I really like this place. Yeah. It's turned out really well. Yeah. Really you just need to get it. some soundproofing put up all over the walls, you know, and then you'll have yourself like a kick butt studio. Exactly. <laughs> still working on my wife with that one. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's a long journey. My friend, just patience is the key. Yep. Patience is the way of the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, so what's, what's your gaming geek life been like the, the past year or so? Dude, I've been playing past year. Yeah. I mean, um, it's been good. I mean, recently I've been playing a lot of apex, apex legends. So been getting back into that. Tell me this. So Apex, made by Respawn Entertainment. Yes, sir. Who have had an incredible year, by the way. Yes, sir. It's been kind of a crazy year for them. What I remember playing of Apex, it literally just felt like a better version of Titanfall 2. Really? To me. Like when it first A better version. Like the the not a better version, but the combat overall seems smoother. Oh, yeah. Like not the gameplay loop, obviously are two completely different types of games, but just like the way the combat feels and the guns, just like the way everything felt, I could see I could have seen it being just as good, if not better, than um what Titanfall two was. Titanfall two to me was like the second coming of like Halo Reach almost. But okay. um yeah. I mean what do you think? What why does everyone love that game so much? I mean, it's that battle royale hype, dude. It's the adrenaline of getting that champion of winning, of being champion of, of being ring. number one. Yeah, there's just something about it. I don't like battle royales that much. Like Apex is like that's it for me. I've tried a lot of different battle royales, didn't really suit well with me. Um, it wasn't until I came into Apex where it was like, because I I loved Titanfall too. Like, that was a good game. And it was kind of a genius move, taking something that people like and turning it into a battle royale instead of coming fresh from a battle royale. Right. Or starting fresh on a whole other battle royale. So I enjoyed Titanfall 2. And there's there's no satisfaction than going into a ring with, I think you start with 60 other people. You go into a ring with 60 other people. In Apex? In Apex. Okay. And coming out as one of the top three people out of there's something about it that just like makes you feel really good makes you feel accomplished as a gamer it's just like wow i went into this ring with 60 other people and i came out on top like i feel like gives me some of that alpha male (laughs) it's an ego boost it's an ego boost yeah it strokes the ego yeah see i feel like the second coming of battle royales or like this this battle royale movement you know which uh, for a Which while, it was like everywhere. the war. It's everywhere, and it 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 doesn't change the the feeling of being number one. I mean, we've enjoyed being number one playing Halo for the past oh, yeah, for however sure. long. You know, to me, it I've gotten you know first top five. You know, in a battle royale, I've gotten top five in Fortnite before. I've gotten yeah. to me, and it's like if you make it into the top five and you're the last one there, like. To me, it would have been like, oh, yeah, well, that's just as good as winning to to me. You know what I mean? But I think there's just a level of care there that I just, <laughs> it just doesn't matter that much to me. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like, if I want to go back to that feeling, now I can go back to Halo Reach. 
Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? And it, which we're going to talk about that in a minute, but yeah, you and Carter and Mikey have been playing it quite a bit and yeah, we I just it. don't have it in me to start a new first Dude, person shooter. It is hard. I, so I don't have that much time to play video games recently yeah or like much anymore so it's hard for me to find the time to instead of being good at a lot of games right i only have time to be like if i want to be good at a game like if i want to be good at a multiplayer game that's your game you're playing it's the game i'm playing because yeah. for I a hear little you. bit there i was going between like battlefront 2 i was going between apex and then i was going between like i was trying to get back into overwatch for a little bit i was playing these three games and i was just like getting destroyed and i was like man this isn't fun. I'm not enjoying multiplayer games. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll try sticking to one, just one game. Just yeah. one multiplayer game. See how well I do. And then Apex was the game that I chose. And so, and now I'm really enjoying right. my time in the multiplayer yeah. game. But now Halo Reach is out. Yeah. It's might be looking... Deviated a little bit. Well, and the nice thing about Apex, too, and the nice thing really about Fortnite is if you want something a little bit different, it's free. You know? And you can go to it any time. Whereas... I don't know. I just, there's just something about those older style of shooters. They had it right the first time. You yeah. Know? And I feel the same way. Like I can't really go. I love battlefront too. I don't ever, I never went into it with the thought of, Oh, I'm going to try and be good at this game. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to try and, and enjoy it obviously. And I'm going to try and do my best, but I was never trying to, I was never really going into it trying to be top dog ever. Really? See, I try to go into it and I try to enjoy it. It's, I don't like the leveling in that game. Yeah. I don't like the card system. No, I never I thought that was a good idea because I try to enjoy that game and then I get killed by Anakin Skywalker who has level four cards on everything yeah. and just completely wrecks the entire match. Yeah. And it's it's, just a, it's an arcadey experience. I mean, I think so too. Yeah. As far as, you know, you can't even hardly take it too seriously. No. Um, but you take something like Halo Reach. And it's just like you're immediately in place of people who are actually really talented at the game. Like, it's crazy. The, I don't know how many matches you've played, but I've played a lot of matches. It was like the first 15 matches or so I played of that since it released on Master Chief Collection. I'm like, it seems like all the old fogies came out of the woodwork and was like, okay, boys, let me show you how you play video games. Oh, dude. Is well, what it felt like. Can you imagine all the people that have been waiting for this that have yeah. been playing on the Xbox 360 right. version for ten almost ten years? Yeah, and now they're just now coming out of their shell to be like, "All right, cracks their knuckles and welcome to hell." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. I think this whole. I think Apex is probably the least toxic. Style battle royale um, that's out there, in my opinion. And I think longe as far as longevity goes, it will probably be standing toe to toe with Fortnite for quite some time. I think so too. I think I feel like a lot of little kids play Fortnite. Totally. And I was gonna say Fortnite has totally become like the next Minecraft in a lot of ways. Like it's everywhere. I think so too. Here's what I think is funny: when Minecraft first came out, everybody like hated on it was and was like, "What's the appeal to this game? It looks right. like crap. Like exactly. it doesn't make any sense exactly. to me." I'm sure here in a few years. We're all going to be thanking Fortnite as we're as we thank Minecraft for like features that right. made Fortnite big, just appearing in games that we want to appear in. Right, I totally agree. Like, I think it's fair to say that we wouldn't have an influx of battle royale options without Fortnite, and it's really created a whole a whole new subgenre of gamers. And I mean, I'm all for that, but I just 
I don't want to be a part of it, but I think yeah. it's cool that it's there for and sure. I mean, without battle royals, I don't think streamers would be where they are. Yeah, no, I. Which I, I don't really watch streamers, but I do like watching championships and yeah. seeing like the professionals, the like professionals do it. Yeah. There's a guy that I like to just watch like YouTube videos Ninja. of. who's insane. Not Ninja. His <laughs> name is Shroud. He like plays. Oh Apex yeah, Shroud. Play. I know who that is. He's stinking insane, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I follow him on Twitter. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, he seems like. I mean, he's obviously super talented at that game. Yeah, but it's I, like insane how people play. Yeah. Well, that's cool that you've invested time into that one. Um, and you've been playing that and we're kind of bleeding into topics here with Halo Reach and stuff. We'll get that in a minute, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of Death Stranding. Um, how's that going? It's, I mean, it's, it's hard for me because I keep talking about it on this podcast just because of how much I love it. And, um, I obviously don't want to like throw out any recommendations and say you have to play this game or anything like that, but I'm enjoying it. Um, I wish I would have played more stuff this year. I felt like I played a lot of games this year, or at least dabbled in a lot of games. And if it didn't grab me right away, then I didn't stick with it. And then I started this YouTube channel, you know, and um, it just, I kind of lost track of it. But I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't get to play this year that I really wanted to. That's going to kind of be another topic we're going to talk about as our hits and misses of the year. But I mean, I've definitely invested more time into this than any current year game that's come out this year. And I, it's it's probably my game of the year so far. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like it. But, um, kind of going back into Halo Reach a little bit. All right. How long is this going to last where people are playing this game? Reach? Yeah. Dude, judging by how long it lasted, people are still playing the 360 I version. I, know. I thought the exact same thing. What? We went back like four months ago and there were still like 3,000 players. Yeah. On. That's for a 10 year old game. That's a lot of people. Yeah, I totally agree. And, but didn't Bungie basically say as long as the Reach servers are up, or as long as people are playing Reach, the Reach servers are going to stay up on the Xbox 360? I haven't heard word from them that they're going to close them down. I haven't checked, but I... I, I don't, don't see them doing it anytime soon. I don't think they close them down. I mean... Yeah. I but, totally... Yeah. Yeah, so Reach is now officially on the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, it's... It's been a long time coming. Jace Gamble, to get this campaign for this game... All you have to pay is $10. Or if you have Game Pass. Game Pass. True. I want to own it, though. I don't want to lease it. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it was worth it to just pay the 10 bucks and have it. And it's like, now it's a part of the Master Chief Collection. I, do you think they'll bring 5 to that eventually? I I don't think so. Because it's I, I already sure a not. game on there, and 5 is so bad. It, it has... It is soulless. It is absolute. There is nothing that would make me ever want to come back to that game. What did what did we call Star Wars Episode One? A dumpster it? fire. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's what Halo Five is. <laughs> <laughs> Which, after rewatching Episode One, I do have to say, it's not quite as bad as I remember it being. And I think we went into that particular podcast wanting to be controversial. Yeah, I think. I think so too. And uh, you know, I think we wanted to hate on it so bad and we were we had just started up this podcast and we were taking it super seriously and I feel like we wanted to hate on it so bad. There's here here's the thing and this is what me and Caleb have come to the conclusion on these prequels. Yeah. This is you can agree with me or not, this is my opinion. The things that are cool about the prequels are freaking awesome. 
Yeah. Anything that's cool. It's not even like, it's not like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like, that is freaking dope. Like, for instance, um, the Geonosis fight with all the Jedi, that is freaking awesome. Amazing. I still, to this day, think that the prequel lightsaber fights are better than anything we've seen. Phantom Menace has the best, I think the definitive best lightsaber battle in all of Star Wars with Darth Maul. Yeah. Okay. Darth Maul with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And then in episode three with Obi Wan and Anakin, Anakin. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're probably two tied. are like. Yeah, I think I think so as too. far as like being cool and like oh that's awesome, episode one wins out for sure. As far as having depth and emotion and like making you feel something, that's exactly what I was about to say. Episode three for sure. Yeah. Episode two. Episode two. We make fun of it because there's a lot of make to make fun of, but the things that are cool about it are really cool. I'm, and that's what irritates me about the new episodes of Star Wars. It's I feel like in episode 1 through 3 there's a lot of choreography and a lot of people it's kind of up and down with that. It's like very scripted, but I feel like that's how a Jedi should fight, like using the force and like moving very like flowingly. Yeah. Like with their like almost like, like a dance. Exactly. To me that's what a Jedi fight should look like, just yeah. like not just like hacking and slashing with the lightsaber. Right. I don't really like that kind of fight that remember in episode seven where Ray and Kylo, Kylo just kind of like are hacking at each other in the forest yeah. at the end. Well, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, that was their first lightsaber fight as yeah. like, yeah, face fighting, fighting off against anyone. Well, and you know, we, I think we're kind of learning that Ray is obviously super force sensitive and she's good at using it. And she had never held a lightsaber before that point yeah. to our knowledge, you know, if she's a clone or whatever and it's in her DNA. Okay. Kylo Ren had, you know, a little bit of training, but he was fighting more off of emotion. You know, he's just a pissed off teenager essentially Basically. That, you know what I mean? So I, I think a Jedi should look pretty for sure, but I think fighting a Sith, fighting someone who claims to be a Sith you're going to have a little bit of sloppiness in there. Like you're going to have to, to be able to keep up with them because it's like almost like Jedi. It's like whenever Dooku and Anakin and Obi-Wan fought, there was almost like a gentleman's agreement a little bit. Like nobody really fought dirty. It felt like two swordsmen, like actually having like a gentlemanly fight back yeah. in the day. You know what I mean? What there wasn't. And I dirty. love that. I love that too. Like I absolutely love that. But as far as like the newer, and here's the deal. Each set of Star Wars movies have their, they have their faults. Oh yeah, for sure. They have their, their problems and their stuff like that. But I thought I heard something. Sorry. But these newer Star Wars movies, they're just so not like the prequels or the the actual like the original series. They're so unlike those. It's it's for a different generation and it's it's new perspective. And you know, a lot of people have saying that that the new Mandalorian show, it's like, oh, that feels like Star Wars more than the newer movies ever did. It's true, you know. Um, they Mandalorian, you immediately know you're in Star Wars. Whenever you're in the Mandalorian, whereas there's plenty in the newer movies where it's like you can feel like you're in a different place, you know, at times doesn't take away from the fact that I still absolutely love these new movies so far. And people are going to these movies with the way that society is going right now, the way the demographics are changing constantly, you know, with political viewpoints, gender viewpoints, 
you know, all of these different agendas are moving forward at such rapid paces, you're going to see, I think, in the next decade, you're going to see these newer movies have aged quite well, I think. Um, whereas, a mo- you know, movie like Phantom Menace, it's very easy to see it showing its age in so many ways with the acting, the story and stuff. It doesn't take away from the fact that we never question that we're in Star Wars. That's, do, you agree, do you agree with that? Yeah. So I'm confused on what you're saying. You're saying that you don't feel like you're in Star Wars when you're watching these new movies? No, not necessarily. I think there's definitely times where I don't feel like I'm in Star Wars. Okay, because um, I feel the same way. Yeah. Especially when I like, I don't know, I feel like, I felt like that a lot in episode eight. Where like it's with like, Canto Bite and stuff like that. Yeah, where I'm like, yeah. am I watching a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Which, a lot of these newer movies, I feel like, has at least one or two scenes where it's just like, man, this is like not Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I'm... Well, it's not Star Wars, it's Disney. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? Disney's, it's a Disney movie. It's Disney Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. And... It literally feels like, like I, from what I've seen of the Clone Wars, which I think is quite good, I really like it, there are times where that doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. No, I completely agree. The and, whole factory scene? Yeah, exactly. Like That never felt like Star Wars to there's me. There's stuff in that that doesn't feel like Star Wars, and I feel like they've taken that kind of vibe and put it into live action in so many ways. Like, Yeah. And I don't want to you know pick and choose instances, but there's so much in Clone Wars where I'm like... This is weird, you know. Like for instance, early on in the first season, where where we're we're getting introduced to the rookies and their clones, and like we're getting to know the clones, and like the um, I think the droid, like death, like death droids invade, and like they're trying to kill the rookies, and like the base ends up getting blown up, and all this stuff, and that's where we meet um, Cody for the first time, I think, or not Cody, Fives, we meet yeah. Fives for the first time there, I think. Yeah. So to me, that whole. Part, I was like, okay, yeah, this is obviously designed for children to get you to kind of pander and, you know, kind of uh, see them as characters. You know, it didn't really ever feel like Star Wars to me in that moment. Here's, here's the thing that bothers me the most is that in episode one through six, there are a lot of planets where I'm like, oh, that's definitely not taking place on Earth. Like, that is on a different planet for sure. Totally. Like, Mustafar. Kashyyyk, oh, yeah. uh-huh. like those places don't look like Earth at all. In these new movies, almost every planet looks like it's taken at like somewhere on Earth. Yeah. Like, and there's not that many aliens. It just feels like humans in space. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's a whole galaxy out there. It just feels sure. like there's. You're these, not wrong. I mean, it's that's a valid argument. That's something that like really bothers me because like beginning of episode four, right? Mm-hmm. They go to most easily. What do you see? Tons of aliens, tons of different yep. races, like low thug looking guys. It makes you feel like, wow, okay, this is right. like, a, there's a lot of things going on here. Totally. Well, I mean, even in Maz's place, it, I think they wanted to go for that same impact, but it just doesn't land. It doesn't land. It just doesn't land the same way. And I feel like CGI has ruined that human aspect of it because, and most likely, those are all actors. Like, yeah. all actors and, and you know, uh, costumes and stuff like that. And I don't know what is and CGI'd dude, and what's not, but... It's still proven. With Yoda in Episode Eight. puppets still work. I mean, with Baby Yoda, pup- yeah. we're seeing puppets still working. It dude. Just, it, Disney has made it so hard. Disney, Here's the deal. I, I'm still saying I love these movies, but I, I think I'm able to look at things more objectively now. And by the way, I've been saying for multiple podcasts that we look at things subjectively when I meant to say objectively. Um, so just wanted to clear that up for all you listeners out there. But the thing that 
I agree with everything you're saying. I just feel like Disney has made it so more complicated than it needs to be with some of these newer stories. If I yeah, love the I, I love the diversity that Ryan Johnson brought to the Star Wars universe. I I absolutely love it. I think it was great to shake things up because I don't want the same freaking cookie cutter story every single time. But I don't. I at the same time, I understand how some people would view it as disrespectful to the series. To, to I, I, there's nothing worse than feeling retconned. You know what I mean? Like basically I, everything you know has been changed. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like how everything was changed because Star Wars to me is like. Good versus bad, light versus dark, honor versus vengeance, fear versus hope, like good versus bad. Like that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars to me. And now it's like, and I think, oh, there's now like Star Wars is like following, oh, there's a gray line and that's like what the force is. That's what Star Wars is. It's the gray line. I'm just like, what? Yeah. I think, you know, which, you know, this isn't meant to, this is kind of a anything goes podcast, but for me, it's like we know we knew people were gray in the past. I think it's no, I've, I've I, always identified. I'm not saying that no, there I know, gray I, know Jedi. I know you're not. I'm just saying that if you identify with a certain character, like we know Darth Vader is bad, quote unquote. We know he is a bad guy, but at the end of it, he realizes that his entire life has gone by, and he's been for the wrong cause the whole time. So. There was a muddled line at, from the very beginning. The, the line was muddled for Darth Vader. He turned at the last minute. So deep down, he was always good, but he realizes he made mistakes in the past. And I feel like they're trying to implement that idea more so like, okay, yeah, you can be a good guy and still be, or still have bad tendencies, or you can be a bad guy and still have some good in you. You know, I also, I also feel like that that's what Star Wars has been about because, yeah, it should be good versus evil, but... I'm sick of people hearing that. I'm sick of people saying that there's not a gray area because the gray area has been there since the beginning of the original series. It's always been there. It's just been more subtle. Now it's just in your face. And I feel like that's the part where people want a more definitive light versus dark. Whereas now it, it everything is muddled. Like every single plot line has to be muddled. And, you know, a friend of the show, um, the mixed metaphors and things like that. There's just mixed metaphors all over the place. I get it. At the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a franchise at this point that is for 100% geared towards children. Um, and you know, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. You can either try and enjoy it for what it is, seeing it as what it is, or seeing your side of things, like being content with how you see it. Like, you're content with how you see Star Wars. I'm content with how I see Star Wars. Any all the listeners, they have their own opinions on how they say Star Wars. But thank God we have the Mandalorian because that's what's going to bring us all back together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know I what agree. I mean? But, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, and call me crazy, I think this is gen- really genius filmmaking because, you know, a lot of times you go see a movie and you're kind of like... You have expectations. You have expectations and you walk into it. And, you know, for instance, me and my wife went and saw Charlie's Angels. And we knew it was going to suck when we walked into it. And we've yeah. already forgotten about it. So it was kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. When you walk into a Star Wars movie and it's so incredibly diverse and so line-splitting and divisive on purpose to get people to almost come together to argue about it, that means you care about the same things and like yeah. you care and like to me that's freaking awesome that 
a story can mean that much to people to where they come together and they're like, no, I don't agree with that. Or no, I don't agree with that particular thing. Well, uh, dude, most of the people that argue about Star Wars are people that are our age that grew up on oh, this stuff. Totally. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's not even a matter of I'm right, you're wrong, or no, that's stupid, you're whatever. It's like, hey, you see it that way, I see it this way. And now, like I said before, thank God we have the Mandalorian because now we're never going to argue about it, hopefully. But I'm just, I'm sad to see Star Wars ending, honestly, like, or the, the quote unquote, the Skywalker saga. You know, we know they're going to make more Star Wars movies. It makes too much money. But it's, it is weird to see the stories we've loved for so long kind of coming to a definitive close. Yeah. And I think also there's a feeling of emptiness because I don't know about you. But it just feels like this could have been handled in such a better way as far as release times. I would have loved to have seen um, Force Awakens come out right now. Or no, not right now, in 2017. And then The Last Jedi come out right now in 2019. And then three or four years later, we get The Rise of Skywalker. I would have loved to have seen them branch it out and spread it out and like get some expectation you know and more time to theorize and like plot and plan and figure out like oh my god what's this mean you know and have all these things happen rather than not only getting three star wars movies within a what 17 18 19 wait rise or uh yeah one was yeah yeah yeah. 2015 was whenever i think so force awakens yeah 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 so 2015 was when force awakens or 26 right at the end of 2015 so around there and then 2018 we had last jedi right no 2017 2017 we had last jedi now in 2019 we're getting rise of skywalker so that's that's two years to plan a movie which star wars is still one of the most beloved franchises in the world. Of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic at this point. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen there been... So, yeah. If, if Last Jedi... Or, and I'm sorry. If Force Awakens came out in 2015, I would have liked to have seen Last Jedi come out, like, in 2018 or 2019 now. Right yeah. now. Spread it out. And have the last one come out, like, three or four years after that. Get it 100%... Perfect. And I also would have liked to have seen them say, yeah, George, thank you for signing this over to us and trusting with it. We're going to make it, you know, so visually and aesthetically pleasing. It's going to make you crap your pants. But we'd still like to consult you and like actually get you to write these with us and do this thing with us. You know, and I'm sure there was a part of it that George Lucas was probably kind of like, well, it's not mine anymore type thing, whatever. Still would have liked to have seen that. If they could have made it work somehow that way, or if they're going to like, yeah, we'll sell it to you. But if we sell it to you, you have to help us write it and make it right. Like you have to make us, you have to make it work. I would have loved to have seen that, but we're not getting that. This is what we have. This is the end of the story. And no matter what, at the end of the day, I think these first, these newer two movies, I think are definitively better than the prequels. In my opinion, as far as acting, filmmaking in general, I just, I think they're better, but that doesn't mean that there's people out there who agree with me. Yeah. At this point in the history of the Star Wars movies, I'm kind of at the point where 
whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to be too argumentative about it. I'm not going to go and attack people over it. That's been happening to a lot of these actors. Yeah. So that's something. It's sad to see. Yeah. It's just, it's sad to see something that people love so much that they love it so much that they go and hurt it. Yeah. I agree with you. It's like, (laughs) it's either you die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long tangent we got off on, but you know, you you can't have the OG founders of Geekly Biweekly at a table in a kitchen somewhere not talking about Star Wars because that's how it all began. That's where it, yeah. that's where that's where it is. That's where, where the, the passion is. And that's what that's what the show we're transitioning to the wannabe critic. We're not changing the format of the show. I mean, we're adding new segments, we're doing new things, we're trying new things. This is a broad freaking channel here that you're listening to a broad podcast where anything goes we have sports on here we have beer we have beer reviews we have all kinds of stuff we have trends you know that come out and stuff like that like the jace is going to be telling us a little bit about his project that's going to be featured on here there's all kinds of things that are coming out and you know we started that star wars discussion talking about halo reach i'm really excited to be playing halo reach with it's 1 a.m right now almost we're going to be up for at least another two or three hours playing Halo Reach for sure. Two or three? You mean like five or six, right? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, kidding. But yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for Halo Reach. Um, I thought one thing what, one thing that was kind of cool was whenever, you know, we started the podcast around this time two years ago. Yeah. So I think it would be kind of cool. I think one of the first things we talked about was our hits and misses of 2017. And we already kind of talked about, you know, our Star Wars stuff, which is what came out, you know, towards the end of 2017. We had, that was the first thing we talked about was Star Wars. Now we're going to be talking about our hits and misses of 2019. So I'm going to pull up a games list and we're going to, I'm going to throw a couple out there and um, we can kind of talk about it and we can say, is this a hit or a miss or I didn't play it. Sounds good. Let's go. Okay. So let's start with one we've both played. Okay. Fire Emblem. Hit or miss. Hit. I agree. Total hit. Total hit does near perfectly achieves everything it sets out to do. Yeah. This is one of the first Fire Emblem games besides what was the last one? Awakening, I think was the last and my first Fire Emblem I played. Never beat it, but this I am really enjoying. I'm really enjoying the strategy aspect. I'm really enjoying the story. It's everything that I wanted it to be. It's a bit easier too, I think, than the older ones. I think so too. I mean, I hear that it does. If you haven't done your work before the time skip, I hear it's a little bit more work, um, or it's a little harder as time goes on. I what I did when I first started this game. So in this game, you are a professor and you teach your own school. What I did is, I knew what my I wanted my students to be from the get go. Right. And I just completely hammered on their skills ever since. And when they wanted to change, I was like, nope. Too bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's pretty much what you, I did. You want to go to a Pegasus Pegasus night to a warrior? No, no. <laughs> Get back on that horse. Yeah, fly, baby, fly. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally agree. I love my time left. Have with it. I've had about thirty-five hours in it. Yeah, I think it's great. Can't wait to finish it. Haven't had time to finish it, but yeah, I think it's great. Um, it's a good time killer. I mean, like if you have some of those missions take like forty-five minutes. So. Yeah, you really have to think about it. Yeah. Um. What was one that you know we both played? What are you looking at? Um, I'm looking at a list of games that have come out this year, and I am. Looking what about at Outer Worlds? Hit or miss? 
Hit. Total hit. Okay. That's I like haven't, game of the year contender for me. Gotcha. I haven't played enough of it to really give a solid opinion. What I have played, I've really okay. enjoyed. So we both played New Vegas. Totally. Correct? We yeah. both beat New Vegas. Totally. Obsidian has a very interesting game development style to where this is, to me, this is a true fashion RPG to where you can be as smart or as dumb in this game as you want. Mm. The choice is up to you. In this game, you can beat the game by killing everyone and then taking uh, your home settlement like ship and tossing it into the sun with you in it. You can win the game like that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Where A game where you can do that... Yeah, that's pretty wild, actually. It's pretty wild. And I've heard a lot of people say, like, a lot of people have talked, a lot of our friends haven't given it a really good review, and it has that New Vegas style where it takes a little while to get into yeah. it. New Vegas took me about five hours before I was hooked. Yeah, it's about like that. It's yeah. Once I got after my first planet and I got to, like, the space station, I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. it. There's so much to that game. Yeah. And it and man, in a f industry where I feel like any company is trying to like just screw you over for more money. Yeah. More and more money. It's true. I just feel like this is like a breath of fresh air. Like Right. I really hope the I really want this game to do super, super well and get like game of the year because I really want developers to really see this as like, okay, this is a, this is the way to get money. Right. So like, let's make an actual good game. Yeah. Like let's like finish a game first before we actually put it out. And exactly like what you get is what you get. Like Which it's over. Hopefully I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm hopeful for DLC. No, for like uh Oh, just for that, for that to happen. Yeah. For that yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I what I've played of it, I have enjoyed. Haven't been able to get past that five hour hump, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Borderlands three, hit or miss. Miss for me, dude. Really? Yeah, I couldn't get past it. Huh. I, I, I don't know what it is about that game, dude. I can't like. There's no class that I'm just like, man. This is like really enjoyable to play. Because, like, I could play as Zero in two and, like, beat the entire campaign by myself. There's no one really in three where I'm just like, hey, this guy can take out anybody. Enough, yeah. Fun enough to play till the end. Right. I found it to be pretty long. Um, I think I ended up playing, like, around 38 hours or something like that to finish it. Really? Something like that. It was long. I mean, it was a long game. Um,. I did a lot of side stuff as well, though, so that was probably part of it. I am going to have to say I can't say it's a hit or a miss. I, I mean, well, I'll say it's a hit because I did enjoy it. Don't think I don't think it landed as well as I thought it was going to for me and a lot of people. It's fun for sure. Yeah, I um, agree. I think it's better with friends. Yeah, for I sure. mean, I enjoyed it. Anytime I played with friends, I loved it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I had just as much fun playing by myself, though, too. So Yeah. But I was playing as Flack, and 
it was one of those deals. Um, what else did we both play? You didn't play Gears Five. Nope. We didn't, didn't play Sekiro. Didn't play that one. Have you played Star Wars at all? No, that's a game that I really, really want to get. You haven't played Pokemon. Nope. Yeah, I haven't played Death Stranding, which is a hit for me. Um, man, did we not play that many of the same games together? Metro Exodus, hit or miss? Hit. I played a little bit of it, and I couldn't get past the sixty frames per second. I thought I was, I was gonna get like man, that I, is crazy. I play it for like thirty minutes, and I get like a super bad stomach ache. But you haven't gotten sick on Halo Reach. No, but it's not sixty frames per second. Halo Reach is 60 frames per second. No way. Yeah, it is, dude. I feel like I, I have my Xbox locked at 30 or something like that. Can you do that? I don't think so. Can you? I don't think so. Yeah, well, that doesn't make me sick, but Metro Exodus did. Really? Exodus does have like a very weird uh, POV. Yeah, maybe like, that was it. They have a very locked and... Uh, yeah, maybe it's just with... Uh, reach. Yeah, I don't know. Um, did you ever pl- did you play Anthem? Yeah, I played some of it. Total miss for me. Yeah. Did you hear that they're trying to like revive that game? Yeah, like by changing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. I don't. I don't. I... Waste waste of time. Yes. Yeah. Stop what you're. Stop what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'll never play Anthem again. Honestly. Um, one game that I want to talk about that was a absolute mess and total miss for me was uh, Days Gone. Wow, what? Oh, it was I, 100% a miss. Um, you know, that was one of those games where I just, it would be slogging so bad, and I would keep giving it the benefit of the doubt, and there were things I enjoyed about it, for sure, but at the end of the day, it was like I, I put 80 hours into it, and... um. I never have seen a game that wanted to be like another game so bad. It wanted to be Red Dead Redemption 2 so bad. Like a cross between Red Dead Redemption 2 and Sons of Anarchy. Like that's what it wanted to be for sure, 100%. And it just did not land. It was a buggy. It was a. It wasn't buggy. It had a really cool horde mechanic. Like never seen anything like that before. That was a lot of fun. Um Voice acting, not good. Story, bland. And it was just so long. Absolute mess for me. Um, Did you play Untitled Goose Game? What is that? You haven't heard of this goose game? Like, you literally just play as a goose and try and mess with people. It's Uh, awesome. (laughs) No, I have not played that. There'll be this little kid, and, like, if you steal his, like, popsicle or something... Then he trips and falls, and like his glasses fall up, so his glasses fall off. So like you pick up his glasses, and like he can't see, and like you're running around with his glasses, and he can't like catch you, and you're a goose. Are you serious? I'm dead That's serious. That's a game. Yes, it's a thing. <coughs> oh, it's yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, okay. <laughs> did you find any other games? Uh, not really. Man, I feel like I just haven't played. I feel like this year I went back and played a lot of games like. From the past, and I've kind of yeah. just been playing a lot of multiplayer games. I, yeah, Apex Legends Legends is on here. I feel like that came out last that year. It did. It's a year two thing. Is oh, it? Monster okay. Hunter World Iceborne. Have you played that? So I played a crap. I wanted to get to Iceborne, and I've been playing a crap ton of Monster Hunter, and then I stopped for some reason, mm. and I just never got to Iceborne. But here's hoping to get to Iceborne at some point. You played Shadow Keep, yeah, on Destiny yes. Two. 
How was that? I beat the story and I haven't gone back to it since. So it was probably a miss for me. Really? Yeah. But it's, I think it's one of those things where, you know, the next couple seasons they're going to be adding stuff. I think it's going to get better. That's how I feel like every Destiny DLC is. Yeah, it's, it's just always like, a miss. And then, like, after the story, things start picking up and then right. the game actually gets fun. Because that kind of game isn't fun for the story. It's well, fun for the uh, experience. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I really enjoyed the story previously. Like, I loved Forsaken and I loved the Red War campaign, but this one just wasn't doing it for me. Um,. You played uh, The Division 2, right? Uh, not really. Oh, you didn't? Okay, so no. you can't really give an opinion on that. Um, did you play Rage? No, I did not. Okay. Did you play Far Cry New Dawn? Nope. Okay. Did you play... Well, that's about all I can find, actually. We're, ch- we're, we're churning out the, uh, the games here. I feel like so much came out this year, but... Yeah, I know. There's just not a lot that's like huge ones that I think we both played. We were both doing different stuff. Um, I think one that is worth mentioning is Pokemon. I think that's a hit for me personally, but I can understand why a lot of people don't think it is. So um, was there any movies that you saw this year that were a miss, hit or miss for you? Uh, movies. Um, dude, I do not go to the theaters that much. I really want to start like... I'll get into it a little bit more later, but I really want to start getting into movies. I've been watching The Mandalorian, and yeah, that's about it. I'm trying to think of movies that came out this year. I know. I've I've barely been to the theater this year. Um, man, I can't think of anything. We went and saw... Man, what was it? Me and Emma have been watching just like old MCU movies for a guy and his wife for next year. Yeah. And yeah, I don't... I don't. I can't think of any movies that were worth mentioning that I went to go see, and I was like, "Oh, that was freaking awesome." Let's let's look at twenty nineteen. Oh, really dude. <sighs> yeah. All right. You're gonna hate me for saying this. Hobbs and Shaw. That movie was freaking dope. Seriously. I loved every second of that movie. There was not a second. All right. When I go to the movies, because Carter and Mikey disagree with me on this. When I go to the movies, I just want to be entertained. I don't want to be bored. Okay. I can go to. I, I have been to MCU movies where I'm, like, bored out of my mind. Gotcha. When I saw Hobbs and Shaw, I was invested 100% whole time. The chemistry that those two have, like, I would go see, like... Anything they a, would do. Anything they would do. I would go see a dozen sequels with just them two. Because, <laughs> like, that movie was just, like, so fun. It was ridiculous. Well, and I mean, yeah, anytime what, you walk into a Fast and Furious movie, I mean, that's... Yeah. You can't really expect to take it too seriously. Like, it is no, pure, unabashed, like, entertainment. It's like, hey, here's some explosions. It's like what Michael Bay wishes he could do. Yeah, except, like, <laughs> they actually do it good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, Hobbs and Shaw, like, one of my favorite movies of the year. So fun to watch. And, yeah, if it's so funny because, like... Mikey and Carter, like, disagree with it. They won't, like, ever go see it. And they're missing out, dude. And, like, <laughs> well, if you I, get I would a chance pro- to see it. I would probably... I'll watch it at some point. I just... Unless it's a main entry, you know. Is there any tie-in to um, Fast and Furious? Not really, other than it's Hobbs and Shaw. Right, doing their thing. Dude, I didn't realize this. A lot of movies came out in 2019. Really? Yeah, like Avengers what? Endgame. Oh my gosh, how did we forget about that? I don't that? know. 
I don't know. Avengers Endgame, hit or miss. Hit. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm not. I'm just That's making. Like we have to go through protocol. That's like a movie of a century. Okay, a couple ones that I missed. Didn't see Toy Story four. I did. Hit or miss. Um, honestly, miss. I've heard the same thing from a lot of people actually. Because just okay. Because here's the thing. The ending could have been really, really good. Is it a, like a definitive end? Do you think so? Can I talk about spoilers? Are you going to be okay with that? Or um, yeah, okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead like three or four minutes. Yep. Go ahead. All right. So like, the whole movie, you know, uh, is about like growing apart from growing apart, like moving on with your life. Okay, is basically what it is. That's the theme. Woody finds Bo Peep. Bo Peep has been like basically like a playground toy. She's like gone <sighs> from kid to kid for like years. Oh, gotcha. So she's like, hey, you should do this too. But Woody's like, uh, no, I want to stick with like my my new kid. like My body. person, yeah. So like that's what the whole, this whole like movie's about is just like growing apart and kind of like, it's like growing apart, but like sticking together. But at the end of the movie, Buzz decides to stay with Bonnie and Woody like moves on. And like, it felt like, to me, it felt like, that splitting up between like, because we've watched three movies with these two guys with Buzz and Woody like growing together, and now watching them split up, it just felt wrong. Wrong. It's yeah. like is that is like, I felt like it could have been really good if that was the focus, right? Between like Woody and Buzz, because like I feel like Buzz barely got any screen time in this movie. Okay, so it's more just like Tom Hanks, the Tom Hanks show with Woody. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. That's like, kind of what it felt like to me in the trailers. I still yeah. want to watch it, but I mean, you should. It's a good. It's a good. Did you cry? Movie? No. I. <laughs> did you feel nothing? I didn't feel anything. I watched. And I was like, really? That's what happens? Man, that sucks. They should have just left it alone at three because three had such a good impact, it, dude. I three, bawled like a freaking baby. Three. They were trying to go for the same feeling. They're like, let's try to get people to like feel what they felt at the end of three. And I feel felt like they totally missed it, so this movie's a miss for me. Gotcha. Okay. Another one I didn't see, Spider-Man Far From Home. I was thinking about that one. Dude, total hit. Total hit. Like, that movie... Okay, don't is, say anything else. I don't want to... I don't... Everyone says there's a twist in it. I don't know what... I don't want to know anything about dude, it. Dude, you haven't watched it? I told you. I haven't seen it. What is wrong with you? I've been, I told you, man. I've been busy. No, there's no excuse for not seeing this movie. <laughs> I know, I know. Moving on. Captain Marvel. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <gasps> Shut up. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, I think it's a hit. I thought it did its job. Really? I thought it was good. It's worth watching for sure, and I would say it's worth buying it on Blu-ray. It's not that I didn't want to go see it. It's just I never had the time. I was busy planning a wedding <laughs> yeah so like when it did came out there was just such a big topic about it and i was like um yeah there's a political I agenda never, behind it i never really gave it the time of day what about godzilla the new one gods and monsters did you watch it nope me either um is brian cranston i got one? one no he died remember in the first one never saw the first one <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah he died spoiler alert um oh, that sucks detective pikachu Dude, I still haven't seen it. Are you serious? I still haven't seen it. I just wanted to watch it this is so what, bad. This is what we wanted when we were kids. Like, if they would have made a live-action Pokemon movie, this is it. It's a hit, for sure. Dang it. Watch I it. I gotta watch it. 
Did you watch Dragon Hidden the Hidden World? How to Train Your Dragon the Hidden World. Yes. Is that good? Loved it. Hit or miss? Hit. Okay. Um the second part Lego movie. Didn't see it. I actually forgot about it until you mentioned it. Because I loved the first Lego movie, and I loved every Lego movie since. Yeah, I've only seen the Batman Lego movie. Oh, really? Yeah. The first Lego well, movie and the, and I've seen the Lego movie and the Batman Lego movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Was I really like those. Oh, yeah, there was a Ninjago one. Yeah. But I never, like, saw... Yeah, that I wanted to go see it, but just didn't. Didn't. Yeah, same here. Shazam. Never saw it. Me either. <laughs> Our geek card's going to be revoked. Yeah, I know. Um, there's a lot of really weird stuff. Uh, oh, Dora. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't see it, but miss. Glass. Dude, I didn't see that either. Are you serious, I didn't Chase? see Glass. Didn't, um, Aquaman come out this year, too? Uh, I no, Aquaman came year. out in 2018. Yeah, it came out in 2018. Probably right at the end of 2018. Yeah, December 21st, because I remember we, we we did a double feature. We saw Aquaman and Glass right at the same time. That's that's like, okay, what about Aladdin? The live action one? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. Me either. Men in Black? Uh, Nope, didn't see it. Me either. It just really goes to show how much we don't go to the theater. Yeah, this is... This there is was a sad. lot of stuff that I... Um, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to watch, but I just, I didn't. Oh, have you heard of this Yesterday movie about mm. the Beatles? Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch it, actually. I just never got around to yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't either. Well, we have stuff to talk about Ooh. on the podcast for X-Men sure. X-Men Dark Phoenix came out this Did year. Did not even. I Yeah, I yeah that was not even close to being on my radar. Didn't see it either. <laughs> I yeah. think I'm going down the same list. As you are, I'm just like yeah. Man. There's there's a lot on there that we could go into, but we're just you know. The, I feel like the hits and misses of 2019 is probably, you know, I can't think of, of anything else. Yeah. Um, did you play Plague Tale? Uh, is that the game you and Carter talked about a while ago? Yeah. No, I never did. I really really liked it up until about four hours into it, and it just I, got so repetitive, and it was just. So depressing. I just I watched, couldn't deal. I didn't want to buy it, so I was just watching a walkthrough. I yeah. was watching somebody play it and comment on it. And I was more interested in what the guy had to say about the game rather than the game itself. Yeah. It, I was watching this, and I was like, I think I got like two episodes in, and each episode he played for like an hour and a half. And I was yeah. just like, man, this game just looks boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... um. I kind of, there was just, the main purpose is you're trying to protect your brother, and like the main girl and the brother just have no chemistry to me, so I just had a hard time really getting invested into the character arc and, and all that stuff. I might finish it at some point, but, you know, too, so much to do, so little time. Yeah. So, do you have any other th- hits and misses you want to talk about? Uh, man, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think if there's anything on Switch that I've played that's There was a lot of re-released game. stuff, but nothing like super duper new that really came out. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Man, not that I can think of. Yeah. Nothing comes to mind right now. Yeah. Well, maybe we could um, talk about it some other time or something like that. Maybe we could yeah. re- revisit it somehow, some way. For sure. Well, we've been recording for quite some time, actually. And I, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about for this particular show was yeah. those things listed. And, you know, as I said before, 
this is one of the last episodes of Geekly Biweekly as a show. And, you know, we're, we're, you and I are going different directions. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and um, kind of get your perspective of what your plan is. Like, where, where do you, where do you, obviously, I'm, I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing this podcast. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm running this show. I have lots of different things coming into the show and people wanting to feature their stuff on the show because there's a decent audience here. Yeah. What is your plan? So, uh, I don't know if this is the right time to uh, say this on the podcast, but uh, I'm about to be a father. No, you're not. <laughs> no. Oh I'm having a God. podcast called Husband and... Or, I'm sorry, Father and a Son. <laughs> <laughs> no, so nice. I'm actually starting my own podcast here pretty soon. It'll be a sister <laughs> podcast to uh, The Wannabe Critic, which is going to be Gabe's main podcast. That's right. Coming up, so I will have another podcast called uh, Brothers and Gaming, and it's going to be big. Get it? Brothers it's and gonna Gaming. It's going to be big. <laughs> so is this going to be like, you know, you kind of, so obviously, yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Jace's show is going to be featured here at this chant, you know, this hub here, because the wannabe critic is more of like a broad idea. Like, you're a wannabe critic. I'm a wannabe critic. We're all wannabe critics. So right. this is a place where those people can come and feel safe. <laughs> so basically, the Brothers in Gaming podcast is going to be more re- uh, revolving around my reviews of video games, of movies, of TV shows, and we're going to go into stuff more that than the reason why it's called Brothers in Gaming is because uh, obviously me, Jace, you, Gabe, Mikey, Carter... We've all grown up playing video games with each other, and we all have a lot of memories and a lot of thoughts on video games that we've all played together. For instance, like I can think of a video game that like me and you share, or me and Mikey share, like a personal game in between all of us. And so, basically, I want to like take that, and I kind of want to turn it into a podcast and make like episodes revolving around like our experiences in those games. Right. And like talking about the good old times and stuff like that. Basically. Yeah. No, I definitely get that. And also, cause we come back to those topics a lot, like, all the time, all the time. Like me and Which, Gabe was just like, dude, remember that time in Halo reach where yeah, this happened? And it's right. like, dude, yes, we could explain. We could go for years on podcasts on these. Well, stories. I feel like you and I kind of have uh, several game franchises and I mean, like Bioshock franchise, the Gears of exactly. War franchise, you See? know, Halo franchise, all these different things that we've like both invested a lot of time into. And there's also games like that me, you, and Carter have invested a lot of time into, like, um, you know, Halo and Pokemon and stuff like that, like where yeah. we can have those discussions and really flesh it out. Like we said on our 25th episode, that's been, it feels like it's been forever ago, um, that. We were going to be doing, you know, we will be doing a Borderlands discussion at some point. We will be doing a Halo discussion at some point, a Destiny discussion at some point. This feels like the the perfect outlet on Brothers and Gaming to be able to do that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And have those discussions while still being able to have the influx of content that the wannabe critic has to offer. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where we started this together and the varying degrees of and us now kind we're ending of, it together that's right <laughs> you know the varying degrees of us and our content creation you know mine's more accelerated right now yours is probably going to be more accelerated as time goes on so it's exciting to see a time where we can 
have that happen. You know what I mean? I'm super excited for you. Yeah. But I'm in addition to those discussions as well, though, you'll be doing, you know, singular reviews yourself of you talking and, you know, giving your opinions and stuff like that. Basically yep. like an IGN review, but you know, an IGN review, but, um, it's just audio only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically I'm, I write down my review and then I'll record read it. it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Clean it up a little bit, edit yeah. it. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't put any crap on here. Clean audio only Jace. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's wrapping up our discussion. I, of course you guys know, you know, within the next few weeks we'll be making the transition to the wannabe critic and you know, we have, a lot of things happening and I just uh, I want to say thank you all for being a part of this and thank you so much for supporting Geekly by Weekly the podcast it's been um, it's been really really a really cool journey for me you know to see the numbers fluctuate so much especially like people were listening to our show whenever we didn't have a show. I mean, people were listening to it while my computer was broken. I didn't have a computer. People were still downloading and listening to it. It was obviously way, way less, you know, but now just, just to give you guys kind of an overview, our numbers as of right now, just from Podbean alone, we had 17 downloads yesterday, 122 in the past seven days and 340 in the last 30 days which puts our all-time on Podbean at 2,082 views, and that's not including Spotify. Good Lord. So we've been definitely been at it. We've tried to bring you a wide variety of content. We definitely appreciate the support, and um, we really appreciate you, again, being a part of this, and we hope you stick around for what's to come in the future. So I guess it's a good time to sign off for the original founders of Geekly Biweekly. I guess it's all over. This is it, boys. Is this it, Jace? Say your last goodbyes. All right. Later, everybody. I will remember you. Psych. <laughs> you fell for it. So we're letting you off the hook. Jace and I had a heart-to-heart before this episode. And we decided that Geekly Biweekly is just too precious of a idea. It's too precious of a thing to us, to me especially. I didn't want to get rid of it, but it just made the most sense to, to change the, the brand because we're not a biweekly show anymore. We have content every single week. I mean, sometimes multiple times a week. So Jason and I have agreed as creators with separate, you know, endeavors, separate things going on, we are going to make an effort at least for a month or so or a couple months to really have a segment actually called Geekly Biweekly. And it will be featured on the Wannabe Critic and as you may have guessed it, it will actually be a biweekly show. <laughs> so we are going to bring you a, a, a wide, you know, not a wide variety of subjects, but really true geek discussions, things that only really geeky, ner- nerdy, pe- you know, things you can really nerd and geek out about. Like, for instance, you know, you like know, sharks, sharks. Yeah, exactly. No, 
top three best gaming soundtracks of all time. Top, you know, the best movie trilogy of all time. More blanket statement um, topics, more evergreen material, things that we would just talk about, you know, like just a couple of bros every once in a while. You know what I mean? And things like, man, do you remember when this happened? Blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, what was, uh, why is Halo Reach better than Halo 3? You know, stuff like that. Um, just those types, types of topics, you know, just just super casual conversation. It feels like it that there's an audience for it. It feels like people still want to hear from us. And I don't want to let it go down without a fight. So we're going to try and keep Geekly be, Geekly Biweekly as a segment for the show every uh, every other week. Or every, yeah, so yeah, it's bi-weekly, so every other week, twice a month, hopefully, 30 to 45 minutes, maybe a little bit longer sometimes, and just super casual conversation. And um, I think it would be super advantageous, Jace, since literally two weeks from now, guess what's happening? Star Wars Episode Nine would be an absolute perfect time for a new beginning, because we All started right. we started this show... Talking and arguing about The Last Jedi. All right. I'm going to be writing notes as I'm in that movie theater. Okay. Do it. I'm going to bring my computer actually inside. <laughs> it only feels right. Why so does that guy have a laptop on the front <laughs> row? We warmly welcome you all to be a part of this rebirth of Geekly Biweekly as a segment and being a part of the wannabe critic. And hopefully it'll go a little bit differently this time. And hopefully 2020 will be a super solid year for the wannabe critic for brothers in gaming and for geekly bi-weekly it's gonna be big that's right so as always jace thank you for joining me i really appreciate it yeah, um i'm glad we can make this we'll be work. recording your show um that you'll be taking the lead on here pretty soon yeah and uh i can't wait to be a part of that on the first episode it's gonna be a lot of fun um as always you can follow us at twitter at instagram Everywhere as the wannabe critic. You can follow me personally, the game reel on Instagram. You can follow me on um, Twitter as well. Jace, where can people find you? Do you want people finding you? Uh, exactly where you can find Geekly by Weekly and wannabe critics at the moment. Except for YouTube. We're not on YouTube yet. Yeah, Jace that's, isn't on YouTube. That's that's coming in 2025. <laughs> right. Keep an eye out for that. That's a funny thing, Jace, because we originally years ago when you were about 16 years old. Dude. We started wanting to open to start a YouTube and at the time it just felt so insurmountable. I remember I had like an old Instagram account. It's long gone now. I, but like I remember we were playing uh, Among the Sleep. Oh yeah. And like I had my phone like watching us and I think you had your phone recording like the gameplay and we were going to like put the two together yeah. and like start our first video. But like yours didn't work or something and then it was just mine and it was just like us watching and it was just us being like super silent. And then us screaming all of a sudden, and then you fall back in your seat. Yeah, I remember that. That was also freaking fat. Yeah. That was super fat. You had that basketball head. Yeah, and a double chin. I mean, I feel like now I'm pretty much probably, I look the same as I did then probably, but... I think you look better. Okay, great. Good, good, good. I don't have as bad of acne. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jace, as I said before, you know, like, it was cool to see us with a a dream. I remember back in the day, it was Gamers Insider. We thought we were going to be Gamers Insider. Yeah, that was our original name. That was the original idea. But when we realized we're not inside anywhere, like, how are are people going to take us seriously? So 
I feel like our our current brands are probably better right now. Yeah. And um, I'm excited so. to see your show take off because obviously I'll be very hands off with that. You'll basically just be sending me files and I'll be posting it for you. I won't really be involved in that show as much. And, um, you know, hopefully you and I can keep our segment. You know, we can make time to do this segment of Geekly Biweekly or at least give it one more chance for a while um, since it was kind of our baby. So, yeah. But for now, we look forward to 2020. You can obviously, you're going to be hearing more from me and Emma um, at a guy and his wife. You can check us out on YouTube at The Wannabe Critic. If you have any suggestions, any questions, any concerns, if you're offended by any of this, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. But at the end of the day, if you're super duper offended by this, you probably shouldn't listen to it. Um, but I do appreciate you sticking around. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go play some Halo Reach. Awesome. See you guys later. Ah!